Hey everybody, thanks for coming back. This is Chad. Just wanted to give you some dates before we start the episode today. And it is a hot one. Fargo, North Dakota. First show sold out. Uh, Tickets for the second show available January 29th. That's Saturday. San Jose Improv, February 3rd. San Diego, California, February 5th and 4th and 5th. There we go. And Milwaukee Improv, February 18th and 19th. And then I have a huge Florida run to end February. Come to a show. Come hang out. Let's, uh, let's, I'll tell jokes, you laugh. Hey, and can I, uh, can I pump our home club? Please. Our home club, Acme Comedy, I know we have a lot of Minnesota listeners. They are up, they Acme. are running, Comedy they have Comedy. tickets, and their New Year schedule, Chad, is filled with people like you, people who've been on our show, and some of our other favorite comics in the whole world. Jake Johansson is there, Nate Abshire, oh Greg Coleman, yep. who was on last week, yep. Dan Soder, who's one of my personal favorites, yes. Kelsey Cook, Tim Harmston, yes. the list goes on and on please support the place that we love acmecomedy.com the- hey i'll be there uh you know no big deal but i'll be there march four three through five i'll be there so come see some shows then too march three through five hey i have an idea sure let's start the show Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Great to hear it. I'm so happy that you're doing great. Across from me, as always, is Cy Amundsen. Hello, sweet baby Chad. I'm feeling medium. <laughs> you know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling like uh, people have so many opinions, and it doesn't make sense because it's like, we come out of this thing where everybody's out, where everyone's trying to get along, and then someone has some stu- – let me tell you what I'm talking about. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> and I was doing a show, and there were Christmas parties. And I think I talked about this before, but this has been bugging me forever. There are Christmas parties. And what happens with Christmas parties when you're at a comedy show is a lot of the people don't know the comedian. They don't know comedy. Sure. They've heard comedy on TV, and they think that's what it's going to be like. And it's not like that. And so they go there, and they are number- – they're appalled – and they, uh, they hurt, they, their body hurts, and they're wondering, well, why, why do we have, a ma- have to have a mask when we come into the room, but we can take it off when we sit down? And everybody knows that's because COVID goes through your asshole. Everyone knows that. <laughs> COVID enters your body through your asshole, and so when you sit down, it can't get into your asshole. The, the chair is your new mask, and so people have to understand that that's why. I saw I'm that. Gonna tell you something. I saw that updated from the CDC. These fucking rules are so confusing. No wonder everyone's furious. But I'm not even talking about that. Sure. sure. I am talking about something completely different. Sure. At the end of my shows, I always say, hey, I'm sure you're going to leave a huge tip on the tip line of your credit card slip because you're good people. What you can do on top of that tip, not just, but on top of it, is you can leave a couple extra bucks in cash on the table because they don't have to tell anybody about that. And then it's like we're a little comedy militia messing with the government and that feels good no matter what side you're on. And immediately to my right, this Napoleon complexed little motherfucker goes, nope, nope. And I go, what do you mean nope? And he goes, you're telling people to not 
uh, file their taxes correctly? And I'm like, it's a, it's $3 in cash. <laughs> of course they don't have to do that. And he goes, well, then, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. How are we going to pay for things? And I go, I don't know. Why don't we have billionaires pay for things? Why don't we tax them correctly? You're telling me a billionaire can own a can can buy a building, have four companies in it, charge all of the companies rent. They're his companies, but he can charge them rent to write off on the on the building. And then you can have one company in there take a little bit of a loss so they get a government subsidy to help them, but then also making profits on all the other business. And you're telling me a server needs to fucking claim $3 <laughs> in cash? I'm just freaking out, right? And then he starts going, well, I'd like to tell you this. I go, I can't understand you with a billionaire's dick in your mouth. I can't listen to you right now with that billionaire's dick in your mouth. I, I looked at his wife, who was I'm going to say a foot taller than him. And I said, was he like this before you guys got married? And she goes, well, he's always been a little. And I was just like, have you ever considered like just faking, not like not having legs and being in a wheelchair so he'll be taller than you? Because you're fucking, you're, you're killing him. I also like, you should have just stopped right there. Well, he's always been a little. Don't have to keep talking. He's always been a little. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But I was too hot. I was running downhill at that point. There was no stopping me. And so then I now, now, because of him, I have an idea. So here's what I think we could do to get enough money to the government so this tax thing is no longer an issue. Everyone in the United States, 18 or older, okay. gets to put in $100 to a lottery. Okay? okay, okay. So this is like a mega Powerball situation. It's a mega Powerball. However, you don't win any money if your number is called. So this is, the government is reaping 100% of your $100. Government takes in all this money. Big tax Government money. takes in all this money. Okay. And they're going to make more money with this plan, because listen to this. You don't get paid, you get to legally murder one person. <laughs> you get to legally murder, you get to legally take one person off the earth. <laughs> and the it's winner. televised. Oh, it's televised. And it's like this big lead up to it, right? So um, you have, uh, it's, Wait, the, let's say. The murders televised or you and not like. All of it. All, okay, everything. I, I imagine a big Hunger Game style situation. Or like, you remember yep, when LeBron exactly James is, is like, I'll be taking my talents to South Beach. You have one of those, like, I'll be taking the murder to Jake, like that sort of situation. There are, there are so many press conferences because here's what's going to happen. Number one, they're going to draw the name and then a helicopter comes to your house and gets you. And then you are flown to this press conference where they interview you kind of like Hunger Games style with that dude okay. with the blue ponytail. And he goes back and forth and he's, he's like, oh, who are you going to murder? But you have a week to decide. So you don't know yet. Okay. So then the next day, you come up with a list of possible names and then you get like Matthew McConaughey to go up on stage and it's on the Today Show and he reads them. He's like, you're not going to believe this. His neighbor, Jimmy. And, you know, it's like all these people. But then you have a week. So you get to walk around because this is called Favor Week. Just Matthew get... McConaughey on TV like, all right, all right, all right. It looks like <laughs> the husband from Fixer Up is going to be sweating it out this week. <laughs> That's who you'd kill, right? He's, I mean, he's, he's on the list. Oh, and surprise, also the wife from Fixer Up is going to be sweating it out this week. <laughs> yeah, so, and then, the, and then you, you list the names, and then those people are coming to you, and they're going like, what can I do to not get murdered? 
And so it's a week of just fantasy stuff. You get to have these people running crazy, doing your errands, but then you get to legally murder the person. And then they do that. And then they do that every six months to have more, to have more, uh, you know, you want to fix the infrastructure that should help. Yeah. No, no more worrying about taxes because everybody's buying that hundred dollar ticket. No, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's sure. some weaklings out there who are like, I wouldn't kill anybody. But you're like, what what world are you living in? What society, what what sort of life are you, where you just walk through this world and you're not like, my neighbor over there would love to hit him with a shovel. Who are you? Yeah, but also there, it's transferable. So you can give one of these billionaires that's not paying taxes, you can give them the right to buy it, buy the winning number for a bunch of money. Can you... <laughs> <laughs> All I could think about is because I assume they would uh, they would have a big, you know, like when Powerball, when they roll the balls down. So they have a big announcement, obviously, to draw the name out of the person who gets to commit the murder this, you know, this half year. Uh-huh. Oh, I just would be sitting there with the list of names of people that I've had issues with. Like, <laughs> come on, do not do not let it be anyone in my, <laughs> it's like it's a great idea. Yeah. But now that I think about my web of, I'm, I don't want I'll, I'll call them enemies. My web of enemies. I think it's pretty wide. Well, right, and this is why we'll have to get every single detail flushed out before the first name is drawn, because um, I could be one of the first ones to go. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And this is and this is my idea. I could I could be killed in the first round of this thing. But but here's what's going to be great because. It's going to be like uh, you're sitting there waiting for your name to be called with this, you know, notebook filled with names of people you don't like. And then they call someone else's name and you just tuck it away like someone who lost the Oscar. You just tuck it back in your suit coat pocket and you wait for the next drawing. (laughs) I I just love the high drama of the releasing of the list and having a celebrity. Like, I think you get to pick the celebrity that releases your list of like is it 10 you get 10 people that are on the this is who i might murder list oh that's a lot of fun that is a lot of fun. it seems like a lot it seems like tons of fun can i get to hang out with people you become a celebrity for just a little while but then it's tough because you are a murderer it's well yeah it's dancing with the stars with a dark twist i suppose um yes i do you know who would be near the top of my list no all these no. fucking old men who won't put their cock away. <laughs> Finish the sentence. In the gym locker room and hot. T- so there we go. You you paused at a weird time. It's like all these old men that won't put their cock away, and every, everyone listening is like, uh, "What's I gotten into?" I, so. I, I know that's kind of a hack topic for comedians. Like, there's naked men in the locker room. And I don't have a huge issue with, like, if you're naked near your locker, like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with nakedness. I understand how locker rooms work. I don't need you to be drying your taint with that, like, hair dryer right now. But... Um, yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to go, you know, we, we don't need to go twister, like, right foot sink <laughs> so, you can, so you can get up in there with it. Yeah. So I get that, but so I go to, there's a gym near my house. It's like a health complex. It's got like workout facilities, but it has a, a therapy pool. Okay. And 
a heated therapy pool so I can get in and do some of the exercises that are good for my body. And here's what that experience should be like. And it has a hot tub in the locker room. It's not huge, okay. but it is a hot tub. Okay. And this experience should go as follows. I drive to the location. I get out mm -hmm. of the car. I yeah. check in. I get changed. Yeah. I do 10 minutes of exercises in the pool. Absolutely. I sit in the hot tub for 10 minutes. I shower for about five minutes. I get back in my car. I should not be in the health complex for more than 30 total minutes. Yeah. Now, let me tell you what happens every single fucking time I go. Okay. The first time I got a membership, there's a nicer, older woman who works there every day. And as I was signing up, we had a ridiculously in-depth conversation about families and life. It was just happening and she really wanted to talk. We had a really long conversation, which was great. But now, every time I come in, they don't have a card reader where you can just boop. You have to hand okay. her the card. So <laughs> she takes the card and then says something like, oh, how's your work going? You know, something really, and I'm not, I can't be like, I don't have the time, old lady, fuck off. So right. I usually have about a 10-minute conversation <laughs> with this woman at the check-in desk. Because it's also not like a popular facility. So there's not a line. Yeah. If I could get one other person to just get in line behind me, this shit would be, but I think she'd be like, oh, just here you go. Give me your card. Wait here, Cy. Like, so I have, <laughs> I'm already in a long conversation. I go and I get sure. changed and then I get in the therapy pool, which is exclusively every single, it's me and elderly women doing you, you water jazzercise or some shit. Yep. And they, because I, I get it. I'm a 37-year-old man. What am I doing in the old lady heated pool? But they have <laughs> all the questions also. And so be like, oh, mm -hmm. what are you, are you, are you, did you hurt yourself? And I'd be like, no, no, thank you. I don't need to talk about anything. Well, what if I asked you 15 to 20 other questions? No, I don't want to do that right now. Can you just, I just need to do squats in the pool. Oh, okay. How old are you? It's just, it's fuck stop. Yeah, meeting meeting human beings that didn't grow up with cell phones is so confusing because they want to talk because they they have never texted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very strange when you meet someone that wants to have a full on conversation. I like them, not when I'm trying to do shit like in your situation. Yeah, but there are there are some times where I'm just like, oh, this is this is weird. This throws me back to sixth grade. Could someone get Luis a cell phone so I could do my fucking water squats and get out of this facility? <laughs> or a toaster. And they, Let's they, fucking go. They also see... They also... You see them coming. They don't move fast. You know, they're not big, so I don't mean it this way, but they're like a, like a really... Like, have you ever seen a hippo or a water buffalo and a mar and they're just like, just kind of coasting when they're not attacking? You're like, oh, here it comes, the slowest thing you've ever seen. And then they get over to you and start talking to you. And by the time you push them off, they're like, okay, well, enjoy your exercises that you'll start in 12 minutes when I'm four <laughs> feet away from you. It takes so fucking long. It would be like if a caveman ever got eaten by a brontosaurus. You're like, well, what the fuck was he doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you're right. And I, I, I mean, I love the idea of just having a bunch of grandmas around. 
but not yes, when sure. I'm shirtless, you know, in a heated therapy pool. So I get through You're not going to like what I'm about to tell you. You're not going to like what I'm about to tell you. Okay. But I could fix this. You have to fuck one of them just one time. Come on. Come on. I'm not. That's going to be it. No, thank you. If, if you're looking for a, a solution. I'm not looking for a solution. I just, I'm looking, Chad, you've been to couples therapy. I'm looking to feel heard. Okay. Yeah. I don't need you to fix you. this. I need you to fix what's happening next. <laughs> then I go into the hot tub and without fail, one of these 58 year old psychopaths brings his raw dick into the hot tub. And, and it's strange. It's really strange, man. And it's guys like there are guys who come in from the pool. There was a guy who came in from the pool last week, walked by the hot tub to his locker to take off his swimsuit and then bring his raw dick into the hot tub. And it's not that's not norm. I don't care what old men believe or what their dads believed or what their dads believe. That's not normal behavior. This we're not children in a bathtub that's what it feels like it feels like my mom <laughs> should be sudsing us and taking a picture for our scrapbook why are you fucking nude in this human stew right now it feels like to me that you're about to become a member of the wiener high five quadruplets well, that's what it seems like to me i'm going to tell you what I, my, my theory is this the guy walked by to take off his swimsuit to get in the hot tub because he doesn't want to piss in his swimsuit. Because you know that's what he's doing in there. These old men are sitting down in, a, in warm water so they can piss. Because old men, and I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes it happens to me. I go, oh, cool, I'm done pissing. And then I'll zip up. And then I go, oh, just kidding. I had half my piss left. So that's what they're doing. They're, they're giving themselves 20 minutes to fully extract all the urine from their body so they don't have to sit there and keep, right? Because, what? hey, you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it. Now they just sit in there and let the jets do the trick. It's like floating around underwater like one of those guys at a used car lot, the air guys that goes crazy. Yeah, the That's what their dick is doing man. underwater. Absolutely. And they're just pissing. They're pissing at their own leisure. Well, I I'm gonna ha I'm probably gonna have to take a break unless that lottery thing of yours becomes real because I, before the show this morning I was there and I was sitting in the hot tub and this same guy looks like a B-list newscaster, you know, like a fucking <laughs> looks like a loan officer great. at a bank that you'd never go to, right? Yeah, those are great head of hair. It looks sounds like he comes in and I'm sitting in there and there's another guy and it's not a big hot tub and I'm not even I don't even want to get into the COVID aspect of it. There's not a lot of space in the hot tub. And he just comes in, drops his towel, and he's coming up the steps. And I just was like, hey, are you bringing your bare dick into the hot tub? And he kind of didn't understand what I was saying and just kept going in. I go, cool. So you're bringing your, your penis into this where we're all really close to each other. We're bringing, you're, you're going to bring your penis into this. And he just... He sits down and he, he wasn't even adversarial, so I probably seemed like a lunatic, but he goes, it's a locker room. And I was like, yeah, it's a locker room, not a bathtub at your house. What do you do? I've seen you do this. You've done this multiple times. Put fucking put on some swim trunks, you fucking weirdo. I hope your dick gets caught in one of these jets and gets ripped off. You don't deserve it. And I kind of like stormed out. And as fast as a guy with, you know, inflammatory arthritis in his spine. Oh, yeah. When you said stormed out, I was giggling already because it takes you just a couple. You have to put both feet on each step. 
It was it was probably the set and I don't get out of the hot tub either. So I was kind of like huff and puff. And I did. I was ranting as I was going up the steps. And to his credit, he didn't he just kind of I mean, he got he obviously doesn't care about anything. He just rips his dick into a hot tub. Right. So yeah. he just kind of let it happen. And I'm sure I walked out and he looked at the other guy who was in there before me, whose dick was probably also out and was like, What's up with that swimsuit guy? You know, I'm sure they thought I was a lunatic, but yeah, that guy's on my list. When when McConaughey makes his announcement, that guy's on my list for sure. I love I love picturing this guy when you said, "Are you getting in here with your bear dick?" And he probably thought, "Ooh, bear dick. Is that close to a horse cock?" Just completely misunderstanding you. Yeah, I'm right. It's a bear dick. It's got it's got fangs. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be a compliment though. You're like, what is it? You got like a really grizzly dick. So it's very funny for me to listen to you spaz out in situations, knowing that I had a situation. Sure, sure. Um, where I was the most calm. Really. For some reason, traveling keeps me as calm as as anything it's so strange because everyone else is losing their mind around me and i'm about as calm as it gets i was going to i had a run in ohio yeah you did toledo columbus cincinnati for the weekend friday saturday Mm -hmm. i'm driving we had a, a big overnight snowstorm and then it was 40 to 60 mile per hour winds okay on wednesday when i was driving to the airport so you couldn't see anything. If you go on my Instagram, you can see I, I shot a little video, and that was the safest I felt. That's why I took my phone out at that moment. <laughs> and it's miserable. So um, I get, I finally get to the airport, and they can't even get the de-icing fluid onto the wings because it's so windy. Oof. It's like it would. It's like uh, <laughs> only half the listeners are going to get this, but it's like pissing with a boner. You have to just try to aim it weird and like get your body weird, so you have to play the play the angles. A lot of penis but, humor on today's episode. Oh yeah, if you like dicks, you're gonna love middle of somewhere. If you like death and penis, welcome to middle of somewhere. <laughs> so, so my flight's delayed, and because my flight's delayed in Fargo, I miss my connector in Minneapolis. Okay, and. The flight that's going to go to Detroit, which is an hour from Toledo, so that's how I played it. Sure. Um, it's going to get in, and every single thing is going to have to go perfectly for me to make this show, but to, for me to make it an hour late. Oh, yeah. So opener Zach Martina, great guy, great comedian, great guy. is going to have to stretch. And uh, so the, the doors were going to open at 7, and I was thinking I could be there by 8. So if they hold the doors for a little bit, and then he starts and he stretches, we could do it. But... Um, I finally, I get on the plane. Now this, this connector is delayed as well. So I get on the plane and as soon as I get on the club booker calls me, he goes, we're canceling the show. So now instead of, which I thought maybe would be a good idea, getting a flight from Minneapolis to Columbus, just skipping Toledo, I have to fly to Detroit and then drive to Columbus, which is three, three and a half hours because they had freezing rain in Ohio. So I get to Detroit. I can't find the rental car shuttle, and that's on me. I'm just, like, looking for it, and it's, it says um, whatever. It doesn't matter. I get to the rental car place, and I go, uh, hey, I'm here, whatever. I ordered a midsize SUV, and he goes, okay, well, we don't have any SUVs right now. And I go, interesting. 
because right next to me, the man who had rented a car, who had reserved a car, was just offered an upgrade to an SUV. So instead of freaking out, I just go, well, I find that interesting because this gentleman over here was just offered an upgrade to an SUV because he's scared to drive in the snow. I heard the whole conversation. And the guy was like, well, I didn't hear anything like that. I go, okay, well, you should know that that is exactly what's happening right next to you right now. And then he goes, all right, we finally found, I'm a kill him with kindness person when I'm traveling. The guy finally finds an SUV. He goes, we have a Chevy Trailblazer for you. And I go, sweet, let's Hell do yeah, it. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. I get out there, it's a Chevy Trax. I don't know if you know what that is. Is that a it snowmobile? Is a fucking, it's a McDonald's toy. <laughs> it looks like a Fiat on stilts. It's, they call it an SUV because it's taller, but it's, I don't even know if there's a back seat. I'm not shitting you. So I'm driving, almost getting blown off this icy highway, kind of giggling to myself how ridiculous this whole night has been. I drive by the exit to where the uh, club is in Toledo. It's 941. So I would have not even been close to making this show. Sure, sure. So, by the way, shout out to all the people in Toledo that went that you know went to the club to have dinner and then found out it was canceled. My apologies. So I get into Columbus. It's after midnight. I check in. I walk by the bar and I see the bartenders making drinks for people at the bar. So I go, boom, let's fucking go. I'm gonna get a bottle of wine. I'm gonna go upstairs and watch a movie. So I go over and I go, hey, can I grab a Hold bottle on. of wine? She goes, we're. Can we? Can I just react to that? sentence in that order for sure i walk by the bar and there's a bartender making drinks and i think boom let's fucking go get a bottle of wine and go up to my room to watch a movie <laughs> yeah i mean let's fucking go is more of a round of shots statement i yeah. do realize i that. see a bartender in the hotel bar getting wild and i think boom sisterhood of the traveling pants let's do this yeah. Do you have any good pinos? So I go over and she says, we're closed. And I go, impossible. You're making drinks. And then she said, well, I gave last call. I go, I know, but you're not done making drinks. I mean, you could probably make that drink and grab a bottle of wine. And I can feel myself getting mad. And I go, technically, it's the next day. So I could get mad. But I because I want my whole idea not a travel day. was to not get mad the whole travel day. And then finally, she goes, sir. I can't. And I went, that's the funniest thing I've heard all day. And then I went upstairs and I had a handful of almonds and I went to sleep. I like to party. You know that about me. So then that's my travel day. Okay. We're going to skip to me going to see my friend in a suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio. You're him. I went to see you. I got to see you face to face. We did. We saw each other face to face. And uh, with with Omicron blaring, I made you stand out in a cold garage. Yeah, you did. And I'm gonna, I'd am gonna. i like to explain it if I may. Oh, come on. I this pull, is going to be a bummer for me. I pull up and the sun is shining right into the driveway. Okay? The sure. sun is coming from the sky. It's a laser beam of heat into your driveway. Sure. You have decided to invite me to your place, which I gladly accepted because I haven't seen you since I recorded Twelfth Night yep. at Acme. Sure. And so I, I want to see you face to face. And uh, you say, come into my garage where it's just a shadow. There's no sunlight <laughs> in the garage. But I'm standing in the garage. I'm standing on one the far side of the garage from the door 
that goes from the garage into your house. Sure, that's correct. And you have that door open mm -hmm. with the cold going in. So I think, well, that's a that's a big sacrifice. He's letting all the heat out. If this if my mother would live in this house, I would have been beaten to death three times already. <laughs> So you're standing in the doorway, and then I'm standing on one side of the garage. And then two people walk by, and I didn't tell you this, but I thought they had to have been thinking, I got caught stealing something in your garage. You've caught me, but you refuse to leave the doorway into your home protecting your wife and other things inside your house. And so I was giggling about that, even though I didn't tell you. Um, you did make me some of your uh, skinny food, and I thought it was great. Thank you. It's a new recipe I've been working on. It's an AIP gordita. I thought it was super, super good. And even though you tried to ruin it by giving me a 20-minute explanation up top, <laughs> I don't care about that stuff. I just like food. So I just, I just ate the food. And I had a lovely time seeing it. We took a picture. Yeah, we did. And, uh, and I understand because I'm, I'm, Omicron, I'm going to tell you something. If you look, Omicron, Omicron, however you say it. If you look at the Ohio map for COVID lists... It's like a different color than, it's like a, it's a, a red I've never seen. Yeah. It's a very dark red. Yeah. And so I, I they think. They call that blood red, Chad. Blood, oh, blood red. Because a lot of people at the club, at Go Bananas, some servers were out because they had, they had COVID. A lot of people just getting over it there. So it's a lot of that. So I think to myself. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been uh, a big like, well, protect yourself. But initially, with me and my mask stuff, it was because of old people that had to give up their pots and pans during World War II so the government could have enough metal. Yep. I thought, well, we could probably put cloth over our face to protect them. Sure. But uh, you got to remember, freedom ain't free. Hey, so oh, yeah, we, we can't do that. But anyway, so I, I think to myself, instead of worrying about that, I'm going to get Omicron. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it. Okay. I have been vaccinated with two shots. I have been boosted with one. And if I come out of Omicron, you know, unscathed, superhuman, you could you could fuck me with Freddie Mercury's dick at that point, <laughs> and I'd be like, whatever you need to do, I can't I can't be killed. I'm going. Good luck, motherfuckers. I'm teetering on that like the young people in my family because, you know, it's just it's just because of these meds I'm on and this disease. We're the unfortunate small percent who has to play it chill, and right, of course, you know, and. You're right in Ohio, especially in the suburb we live in, you know, I'll be at an appointment or something or I'll have to go into the store. I'll be like, hey, are you vaccinated? Well, I, I'm actually the opposite. Uh, I got reverse vaccinated. You're like, I don't know what that means at all. So <laughs> we're, we're they, you know, they pulled my polio and measles vaccines out of my body. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be very funny if people took it to that level. Where, <laughs> where they're just fucking bumps all over their body and they're wheeling around like, fuck COVID. That would make me laugh so hard. Just the idea of that. Oh, oh yeah. So we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're unfortunately still stuck in a place where we're taking it pretty seriously. But it, it is wild down here. I think I, I, I'm in that place where the younger people in my family who I know are healthy, I'm kind of like, hey, could you just get it? So then you have that window yeah. where you're basically immune and you can come visit me and I don't have to worry about any of that shit. So if you, if you, get, if you get the Omicron, you are more than welcome to come spend some time at Chateau de Jenna and Kevon. But in? Inside? Oh, yeah, inside. 
Inside your house? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to get COVID. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. With some of the symptoms that are going around, right, if you are vaccinated and boosted, people are just having sniffles and yeah. legit a cold. Yeah. And if, if you have those symptoms, you should open a kiosk in a mall and just be like, come and fucking get it. Yep. Come breathe on my throat. Just come it, breathe it, it on my throat. should be called, the business should be called Tiny Viral Load. <sighs> And you could just walk up and they'll lick your gums and you're like, thank you. I'm out. <laughs> Speaking of what's, you know, medical stuff. And you remember a few episodes ago when I was going to tell you the coolest thing I've done and the least cool thing I've done? Yeah, you forgot one of them. It was the least cool thing. And uh, uh-huh. so we can do that now if you'd like. Oh, I'd love to hear the least cool thing you've done. Because... It- I've been keeping a list as well, so let's see where this falls on my list. It's not even close. It's the top of the list, and I've never, I've never responded to something like this like this before. That's what okay. I'll tell you up front. So I have a new rheumatologist down here in Cincinnati, right? Yep. And I, I don't tell people what I do for a living. I usually lie in that okay. situation because I don't want to talk about being— What do you tell them? told him that I worked in the advertising industry. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know a lot about the advertising industry? I don't. Because, oh man, if they ask questions, dude, I know, I know for a fact I've told this on here, but just in case there's new listeners just starting on this one, I told someone that I went to the University of North Dakota um, and took meteorology classes. And then I traveled around the world talking to fire departments about forest (laughs) fires. And then so I was flying not even close to anywhere in North Dakota. It was like a connector flight. And this, uh, this guy goes, oh, yeah, do you know uh, so-and-so from UND? I, was all, I also took some classes. I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the nightmare where they're like, oh, really? So what do, you, what do you do behind the scenes? Are you a producer? Do you copywriter? What, what's, what's being a copywriter like? Oh, when you write, when you write it? It's copied, and that's... <laughs> yeah, now I just tell people, I go, you know, to be fair, um, I'm off work right now, and I'm loving it, and I'd rather not talk about it. And then people are normally like, cool, man. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's a really good, uh, that's a really good way to go about it, but I'm not smart enough on the spot, so I just, you know, I just get caught in stuff. But... This is this is a whole different sort of story. So, do you know what a bursa sac is? I do. So you have them in your knees, elbows. I think in a lot of places on your body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can get inflamed. Sure. And with inflammatory diseases, they can, I think, maybe easier become inflamed. And so. But not when you have size gorditas. So I got a very. I'll say a reasonably inflamed, like, patella bursa, the one that's right on top of my kneecap. So it's this big bulge that's sitting right on top of my kneecap. And it, Chad, it looked exactly like a fake tit. Like, <laughs> and not, but not, not a good one. One of the, like, is that one's in the armpit and the other one's down? Like, it looked like a, a garage sale fake tit. Like, something... Sure. Something a stripper in a in like a C list city, 
you know, where they don't have access to really great doctors, that sort of okay. stuff. So it's a, I, it looks like I have a, a, like a rough breast implant on my knee. Like somebody's, it looks like somebody's growing, harvesting a tit on my knee to then transfer to somebody who wants it. Just had a great idea. Next time it happens, sit with your feet in the hot tub, but you're also naked. Rub the tit with one hand and jerk off with the other hand. No one's going to come in the hot tub anymore. I'm just telling you right now, that's an open hot tub. So I did something way more pathetic than that. I just kept... (laughs) I just kept telling Jen, I was like, doesn't it look like a boob? Like, I thought it was very funny. And she's like, yeah, I guess it looks like a bo- I'm working. You understand that I work during the day. Like, she doesn't want anything to do with it. I would just come in and just kind of like flobble it around in front of her and stuff. She did not think it was funny. So <laughs> I was like, I don't think she's, I just don't think she gets it. I think, you know, so what I did is I took a Sharpie and I drew a nipple on it. And then just didn't say anything and just kept trying to sit in front of her until she noticed it. And one of the top five eye rolls of my life, right? And so (laughs) I don't, uh, as you know, like I shower and I clean myself, but it's not like I scrub my knees and feet because of my shitty back. You know, it just, so I just kind of forgot about it. It's winter. I'm wearing pants. And I was in at the rheumatologist for my check-in because I'm getting switched to a, a new medication. And I'm telling him about, I was like, oh, yeah, I got a swollen bursa sac on my knee because that was like my evidence. Like, hey, this medication I'm on might not be working. And he goes, okay, okay. He took all his notes. And then he goes, he goes let me take a look at the knee. And I had completely forgotten about it. And I roll my pant leg up and he looks at it and he just sits there for a second. And he goes... <laughs> Is that supposed to be a woman's breast? And to my credit, I was like, well, I mean, it's, I don't think it's gender specific. <laughs> could, could be a bigger man. And he, I was like, this will get him. Like, now I'm going to get the reward from Jenna. Nothing. He was like, okay, so we're going to put in for the pre authorization on Remicade. And uh, I'm going to send Matt in here, and he's going to give you the order for your blood work. And he's standing up and he's telling me all this stuff and he gets to the door and as he's leaning back to the door, like the last thing he says, he goes, and you know what, maybe leave the jokes and being funny to the professionals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a kick in the bear's dick. Now, here's where it gets horrific. I and, you know, dude, I'm not normally affected by that stuff. I mean, I think I've told this. I disagree, but I'll listen to your story. I, dude, I got my first TV appearance was Conan. Some guy taped it with his phone and did voiceover talking about how terrible it was, posted it under Cy Amundsen sucks. And then some of my friends clicked that so much that it had more views and was higher on the list than my Conan. So like, and that was funny to me. So I don't, I'm not normally super worried about somebody going, you're not funny. But it was something about this situation, I think, where he didn't know I was, a f- and then to him to say like, hey, leave it to the funny. And so I, I was like, no, I mean, I, I was like, I, it's a funny thing. I know I said I was in advertising, 
but I actually, I am a professional stand-up comedian. She's like the thirstiest shit anyone's ever said in their life. And he's like leaning out the door, patting the door, and he goes, now that, that one's good. Okay, that one's good. That one's good. And then he just keeps walking, and I'm shattered. And yeah. the guy, the assistant comes back in, and I'm like, hey, could you get the doctor back? Like, I need to, I'm, I've gone insane. And the guy goes, what? He goes, I can, if you just have a question, I can ask him. And I can't say to the guy, go, can you ask him if he's ever heard of Adam Devine's house party? Like, I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. Eleanor Rigby should be playing over this whole scene. <laughs> and so, oh, I'm and, so and, sad for you right now. Well, here's the thing. And the, I'm not saying that this is your fault. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's your fault. On the way to the appointment, you and I were on the phone and you were talking about touring and we were talking about your new hour and we were talking about ideas for it and filming your new special. And then I parked and I flip on the phone and I see like Sam Morrill and Mark Normand out touring and doing all these dates. And I like hate that I like this body is taking me out of the career. So I'm like, I'm in a really weird place into this appointment. So I think the meltdown makes sense. But... I should have recovered from it. It's one of those things where I should have gotten in the car, taken a deep breath and been like, you're good. But that is not what I did. I got in the car and I was like, I mean, this dude needs to know. And so oh, Cyrus, I did what I think is the funniest thing I've ever done, but is going to long term be the most pathetic thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. I uh, do you have my my chart? No, I don't even know what that is. So my chart is the online portal that health systems use so you can communicate and message with your doctors and nurses. <laughs> and you single-handedly shut it down with your fucking pathetic house party You can text. respond to tests like, hey, I have a question about this test result or hey, this. But you can also request visits like, hey, you can pay like $15, $20 to or it's some amount of money and... You can message them like, hey, I'm, I have this going on, this going on, and this going on. And they'll be like, okay, let's either do a video call or, okay, I'll send this prescription and stuff like that. And so I requested a visit from him, and I sent him my Comedy Central half hour in the message. <laughs> oh, Which as I was doing it, I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever done. <clears throat> And then uh, after I sent it, you know, like when you have had some sex that was probably qu like questionable, like, ah, should I have done that? You know, I don't mean nefariously, like, you know, somebody sure. get this belt off my neck type stuff. Like this was, you know, right after you spoo, you're like, whew, all that stuff I was thinking a minute ago, I am very much not thinking right now. That is how it felt when I sent the message. I was like, this will be funny. And also, I'll show him. I'm a fucking comedian. And then I sent it, and I was like, bam. And I was like, wait a second. This was a mistake. And, uh, yeah, because I have to – I have an appointment with him in two weeks for a checkup. He hasn't responded yeah. to that. I yeah, no, he's, he, he quit. <laughs> he works at another hospital. <laughs> Without question, he works at another hospital. Do you, see, do you see why I wanted to tell this back to back? With the coolest thing I've done? Yeah, because now there's been weeks in between and people have possibly forgotten about Guaranteed. the coolest thing. So now you, you I'm just, just a pathetic loser. 
sounds so sad. It's very sad. It's very, hey, but uh, part of you and I doing this show is being honest with one another. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> can I? Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say, can I help pick out the rope you use when it comes time? That's the thing about you is you, you couldn't hang yourself because you really love being choked. Yeah, yeah. So, so it would start as a suicide and just end with the best self-sex you've ever had. It's just, um, just, just my note just says, <laughs> dear family. Oh my gosh, that felt so good. Oh. <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.